Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence in your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. A special thanks to our sponsor, Mercy Canada, restoring hope, transforming lives. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Hi, I'm so glad that you could join us for episode 10 of the Her Influence podcast, hosted by Gather Women across Canada. My name's Vanessa. I'm your host today. I'm coming to you from Montreal, Quebec. Uh, an Aussie accent, yes, across here, came here to our nation four and a half years ago. So it's such an honor to be part of this project. Today in episode 10, I get the great, great privilege of actually interviewing one of the first girls in our local church that we were able to raise up and release into a ministry position, a pastoral leadership position in our church our church's resurgent church here in Montreal. And her name is Lauren Stott, and she is stunning in every way, inside and out. You'll catch some of the visuals of her online. And so this conversation is all about giving power away. What does it mean to raise and release? What does it mean in leadership? What does it mean in life? What does it mean, um, even as you listen, maybe you would take keys away for family if you're a mother and we really drill down on some practical ways to empower others. My husband Andrew and I have had the great privilege of um, really just giving um, power away to hundreds of volunteers in our church and on our team. So we talk about her being one of those people and then I really love moments in this podcast where Lauren actually describes her response when someone is entrusting you with power and authority. And then we come from some different angles where we look at, well, is it power that you're giving away or are you pouring in courage? Are you actually just pouring in grace? And are you just pouring in eyes that recognize what is already within this person? And maybe it's just an environment that we're creating to give people permission to say, this is what I believe God has put in my heart. Would you give me permission to explore this? So really great conversation. I love her dearly. She's uh, just so so close to um, who we are, our family, our house, our team. And um, But I'm hoping you would just get takeaways for every single person in your world that is actually believing to come alongside and have you pour in courage, grace, and permission. Or you may be the person that is actually saying, I want to be the person that can be entrusted with this type of power and authority and opportunity and platform. And there's keys to becoming that person as well. So you're going to love it. If you haven't caught the last few episodes, there were some phenomenal episodes that we've just heard and Caitlin interviewed Maggie John and they talked about belonging in the church and had some very honest conversations. 
really personal conversations about Maggie's journey with um, postnatal depression and how she found herself in church and who would understand and who would care and how could I trust environments like that. Again, it's a must listen for everyone. Just go back on anyone that you think might be relevant to you, your season, listen again, share, tag people in these, um, in these podcasts when we go online with them. Um, maybe just share them, like literally get the link and text out a friend that you know needs to hear a particular moment or revelation that you are hearing. And so we're believing that this is not just a week a week long moment where you listen to this in maybe episode 10, we're believing this podcast will endure, the revelation through it will impact your life in so many ways. This would not be possible without our sponsor this season, Mercy Canada. Mercy Canada is just transforming the lives of girls from all around our nation. And we love the partnership that we have with them. And on the same way they're doing that day by day with girls, we love that their support has allowed us to now impact girls all across our nation with the very same truth that they are pouring into their girls locally every day. So thank you for this divine partnership, Mercy. And we're going to get right into episode 10 right now as I interview Lauren about giving power away. So welcome to Her Influence podcast for gather women across Canada and into other parts of the world. We're so glad that you have connected in today. And today we're actually talking about power. We've been just drilling down across uh, these last few weeks on leadership and influence. And now we're going to talk about power. And today I get the great privilege of actually talking about giving power away. And I want to talk about it in a way that would hopefully give you permission in your world to give it away liberally, uh, to be someone that is actually having power given to you and authority given to you. It's a passion of ours. My husband and I lead a church called Resurgent Church in Montreal, and this is one of our big passions. And so I'm so excited today to have with me actually someone very key in our world on every level, personally, ministry, relationally, in our family and our life. And her name is Lauren Stott. And she has actually joined our church four years ago um, from the very early days of church planting. She's carried with us and grown with us as our church has also grown. And so there's no one better, I felt, to uh, just talk about uh, what it means to be the recipient of power being entrusted to her, but at the same time now giving that same power and authority to so many other people. So, Hi, Lauren. How are you going? Hello. It's so good to be here. Honestly, it is like the biggest honor. I can't wait. And um, I'm speaking with one of my uh, favorite people, leaders, Pastor Vanessa. So I'm just excited. I'm excited to start the chat. It's so cool. Well, I love, uh, I've always loved your accent. It reminds me I live here. <laughs> 
I pick it up whenever I speak to you Aussies. I don't know what happens to me. I get a little bit of an Aussie accent slash English, so it's fun. Aussie <laughs> twang, and uh, internally as an Australian, we shorten everyone's name. <laughs> what Australians do, and so she is Lauren, but she is Loza to us. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> this is super exciting. I'm just going to frame our conversation. One of my favourite. Uh, books of the Bible is Song of Songs. I feel like it's this love letter written to humanity and to the church and uh, so many layers are in it. But one of my uh, revelations I've found in Song of Songs is, I'm going to just read it out in the message translation. It says uh, of this woman, as um, I believe the King of Kings is speaking over her and speaking over the church and at large, shapely and gracefully your sandaled feet and queenly are your movements uh, goes on and talks about your limbs are elegant the work of a master artist your body is a chalice wine filled uh, it goes on and talks about all different pieces of the body which really we're not just talking about our womanhood we're talking about the church the body of Christ and how loved by God she is and it talks about your eyes being a well of light deep with mystery. Then it has this phrase, quintessentially feminine. Your profile turns all heads and commands attention. So there's this moment when this king is just loving on this woman and speaking of her. But then it goes on and it says in that same scripture in Song of Songs 7.1, then her companions begin noticing and commenting on the attractiveness of her person and they start saying, how beautiful are your feet in sandals? And as this, like, power has been um, highlighted in this woman, all of a sudden it commands attention that other people would also notice and follow. Mm-hmm. I feel that's the uh, principle that we're really discussing today is when you give power away, you actually highlight the glory of God in another person. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how that has felt for you to really see the glory of God rise to a point where now you're standing in positions of influence and leadership that I know knowing you, you didn't even maybe realise was possible for you. So so talk about just coming um, into our environment a little bit about what you were like as a young woman coming in. Yeah. So I grew up uh, in the church, uh, was familiar with the church environment, uh, went to pretty much the same church my entire life up until resurgence. And so walking into resurgent, um, it was a total, it's another story for another time, but it really was just a total God thing, felt right away that um, it was where I was meant to be. And I don't quite think I would have known even where I would be today, just from that first moment that I walked into that house um, and just connecting with you and Pastor Andrew right away. And um, But walking in, I did walk in with a lot of insecurity, a lot of um, baggage of my own. Um, I came out, I was actually still, when I came into the house, in quite a toxic relationship at the time. And as a woman, I think it really... um, beat up a little bit on my self-confidence, on knowing who I was, on knowing what I brought. And so even walking into Resurgent, uh, I knew that what I would say, I would, I thought that what I could bring was okay. It wasn't like, it wasn't great. It wasn't even good, but it was okay. And so what I started, I started serving, started serving on the team. And 
And I think um, the moment that I, I actually still remember the moment I sat across from you in a cafe and you were kind of just like, Passa Vanessa, if you don't know her, like she looks you in the eyes and it's like she can see deep into your soul <laughs> right from the moment that she looks at you. And so she, um, she kind of just looked at me and she's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? And uh, it was kind of the first time that anybody's really looked at me and I felt like it was a genuine, what do you want? And so um, I kind of just spilled my guts right there, let, let her know everything about what was going on in my life. And um, it was kind of like a moment of freedom right from that, right from that uh, get go. And so right from them, I just started saying yes to a lot of things that I really had no idea what I was doing. But there was something in me that trusted uh, the leadership of the house and trusted um, what they saw in me. Maybe I didn't see yet, but uh, they saw it in me. And so I just kept saying yes, even if it was small things. And so much of the environment of Resurgent was actually very different than anything that I had been a part of previously. Um, but everything in my spirit and my heart was like, yes, this is um, just so where I'm meant to be. And I'm so happy and grateful that I kept saying yes, that I kept um, going, even when it was extremely uncomfortable. I um, joined our internship program um, right from the very first term. And in a room of just, I think, like 10 people, I could like my heart, like I could feel it beating out of my chest, even to answer a question in a room of 10 people. And um, now I have the opportunity to speak in front of like hundreds of people. And it's like insane. I can't believe it. But it all just started with um, honestly, just leadership believing, but honestly, just the freedom to be who I was and who I feel like I was called to be. So <laughs> love that. Well, now I don't know if it explains your role in our church, but we have uh, two locations. And so actually uh, Lauren has been entrusted to be uh, the oversight of our, our major location as a church to hundreds and hundreds of people, um, often twice sometimes three times her age as well <laughs> and some really incredible people are on that team, volunteer team of over 100 people. And so um, we just love watching what God is doing in you and now you are giving that same power away to so many other people. And so I thought what we would just talk about a little bit to start with is the fact that um, there were some practical ways about I know what we did to really give you a environment where you could grow and take those steps Um, but then also your response in those what it what it required when someone was trying to entrust you with power because I think about the listeners uh, on this podcast and I actually wonder if more people are trying to delegate and give them opportunity Well, God in heaven is that's for sure and whether they can recognize someone's trying there's still a response I think that's part of the attractiveness is that you attracted um a a, a, um desire for me to want to (laughs) entrust you with more and so Craig Grishel says something interesting. I'd read that uh, they say if you uh, have someone around you that can do something at about the 70% like capacity that you can do it, you can do it even at 70% is how good as you could do it. Um, 
give it away if you can, if someone's around you that can do that. Craig Rochelle says 50%. And we were kind of discussing that as a team and realizing, I don't, I don't know. I think his 50% would be about my, you know, like (laughs) 90%, but um, really once you know the character of a person and there's some chemistry there, then we're really talking about some competency stuff. So um, just explain a few of the opportunities that came early days for you and how you had to rise to those. Yeah, so I think like I was thinking about just those moments and one of the moments that um, is still so clearly in my mind is that I, like, of course, I was afraid to speak in front of a small group of people. So to be up on a platform in front of more than like five people was like absolutely crazy, insane, and never thought I could do it. And um, I remember us being in, in worship and uh, you just kind of leaned over to me and you were like, okay, you go do it. Like, and of course we had previous training. We had been in platform uh, ministry and training in our internship program. So I had seen you do it a million times and I guess deep down knew what I was going to do or what I should do. But you kind of just leaned over to me and was like, okay, like you can do it today. Like you go do it. And I remember like, um, a mo- it was like everything was in slow motion. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to do this? And I actually did say uh, no to you <laughs> the very first time. And um, key point and reminder, don't do that. But what I loved about that was I said no. And then you were incredible and amazing and gracious and went and did it. And we sat back down and there was another moment later on in the service. And you just kind of leaned over to me and, you're, and I like in my heart, I was like, I wish she would ask me again because I feel like I would say yes because I was so regretful. I was like, I could have done it and I should have done it. And even if it wasn't perfect, I could have tried. And so you actually did. You leaned over to me and you're like, do you want to try doing the end of the service? And so honestly, like I, I said yes and I went and did it and it was the first time I had ever been on platform. But I think just the trust that it required, I knew from you almost pushed me forward um, to trust myself because I knew that it required so much courage and bravery even for you to give that moment away to me and trust that I would do okay with it um, that it kind of built up courage in me because I was like well if if this is the person I trust and um, and she's telling me that I've I've got this then I I guess I've got this and to go and just do it and then just um, receive the best feedback afterwards. It was, um, that's one of the moments I remember so clearly. And it probably was because I said no first, but you were amazing and, and gave me a second opportunity. But I remember that feeling of, I wish I had said yes. I wish I had, had done it. Yeah. I love that. I was thinking about today with you and the women and the, the, the people that might listen to this. And I thought we're using the title give, giving power, empowering, but I actually do wonder if you're actually giving courage away. Yeah, exactly. Lending courage to another person Mm. and lending what someone gave you and giving it to another person, you're, you're not, just, you're actually not giving power, you're giving grace, and you're giving courage, and you're giving exactly. belief, and you're giving faith. Mm. Uh, Hebrew says, do not throw away your confidence, your courage, it comes with such great reward. But I wonder if as women, what we can be to those people is as they go to give it away, or as they go to let go of it, or throw it away, you're there and you're catching it and you're yeah, exactly. I love that. And 
because that first time I remember when you said no. And do you know what? Oh, let's be honest. This is we're trying to be a bit honest. I'm as a leader, as a leader of a <laughs> in church life, it's, it would be so easy to just go fine. You said mm-hmm. no, like it just mm-hmm. you know it just some of that culture of they didn't say yes straight away, and I'll give it to someone else and. And then I just thought, no, I know what she wants. She's just not willing to say it yet, you know. So, And then sometimes that encouragement is you don't even see it in yourself, but the second someone believes it in you, that's like mm-hmm. where we get to be um, the heart of God to so many people is they don't understand yet that this is how God's designed them. So I'll never forget that moment and I'll never forget uh, thinking about that moment and what our church was feeling because I actually think people around you that watch you give courage to others or empower others, some people think it uh, makes you uh, maybe less important in their eyes, but I tell you, it's done nothing but make our church people, I believe, trust us even more that we would be people that would empower others. And I do, but I, you don't do it for that reason, but I've realised too many people hold power because they don't realise actually if they were born to give it away when they hold it to themselves, not only will they burn out for doing everything, exactly. but... Um, people love watching other people be believed in. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So uh, there are, there's something that I call the big ask, the ask moments when it comes to empowering people. And I think the way you ask someone or the way you entrust someone or the way you communicate an opportunity for someone is really, really important because if I just said, would you help me, you probably would say, yes, I'll try and help you. But that doesn't evoke what's on your life and in your heart and the way God's designed you just to help me, although we love when people want to serve other, with alongside other people. Yeah. But the way you ask someone, I think, to empower them is really, really important and um, you're not asking someone to help you or do you a favor. You're actually inviting someone into an incredible opportunity to also rise up in God's call on their own life. So you want to speak about that ask moment yeah. and how you're learning now as you give this away to other people, the power of the ask. Yeah, I love that. I think what, um, just thinking about that and the ask and the ask moments that uh, I've had from you and from Pastor Andrew. Um, I think what I've loved, we have a saying at, at our church at Resurgent that just says that um, we actually love being gold diggers. Now hear me. <laughs> what it is, is that uh, we love the fact that we actually get to dig the gold out of people. And so that is exactly what I felt literally happening to me. Um, Whenever there was an ask, it was never, um, I never felt like I was doing you a favor or because it was, you needed me just to fill a space or a gap or a role. It always came with, this is what we see on your life. This is what we believe is in you. And it was literally like you were digging the gold out of me. Um, And so I think whenever you ask anybody to step into a role, it's something that I've learned as well. And it is hard to not say, 
can you just do me a favor? Or it is really hard. I think even as women, like for myself to not say, can you just do me a favor? And, uh, so even in my leadership, I've had to learn, uh, even for myself, like you said before, I lead people that are twice my age, older than me, men, women all across. And so to not say that is sometimes hard. It's really hard. But I think to always preface the ask with, this is what is on your life. This is what I really feel like God is saying to me about you. And so I love that. Be gold diggers. <laughs> so good. And we often say, don't say no for someone. Don't yeah. say no for on their behalf. Mm. Don't, don't uh, answer for them. Yeah. Sometimes, and I agree, I wonder if it's an orientation in our womanhood to, uh, you know, just care and nurture and nearly want to keep people like safe on one level. I don't know if it's womanhood, it could be a personality type, but so sometimes you're like, Oh, I don't want to, what if, what if they've already got so much or whatever else. So just say, don't say no. Um, let's talk about how it does make you feel as you are empowering another person. Um, I had, a great leader over my life for years as I was just growing up in the house of God. And I actually watched her have to wrestle out uh, moments of personal value and insecurity as actually as she'd poured into me, some of those gifts were being brought to the surface where opportunities were coming my way that uh, she maybe would have got had she not raised me up alongside her. And I would watch her literally as someone would invite me to a, a preaching opportunity or something would happen, I'd watch her look at me, then make a decision to immediately just champion and celebrate that moment for me. But let's be honest, like when we're giving and empowering others, you can start to question where is my place now and where's my value and if I give that away what part do I have to play and in some of these roles with you it's allowed my role in church life to shift and change and the and the lie the enemy would have us all believe is your you your place isn't as important anymore mm-hmm. and my nineness like <laughs> my voice doesn't matter as much she's coming through or but you it's it's my responsibility if I want to keep pouring courage into another person and empowering someone else to keep my identity secure yeah. and so that when I champion I don't feel like that's lack I feel like there's an abundance in that yeah it doesn't leave um, me of lack it actually gives me an opportunity to feel at another level so, but it's a real feeling. Would you agree? Do you feel that now as you start to give it away? Okay, absolutely. I think you're constantly battling that. And to, to, to be able to see that as a win always, when there's someone else that is rising up under you, um, that is doing things that maybe you used to do or leading meetings that you used to lead or thinking of ideas that and being in rooms that you used to just own and now it's like they're owning. But I think that the to be able, and I love that you just shared that about your leader and your mentor and how you watched her make that decision. And I think actually what happens is in 
inside you, it builds up new um, strength, courage, bravery to be able to actually pour again into somebody else. And so I think to, to always see it as a win. And it's not always easy to, to raise someone else up underneath you. Like I feel like I'm learning it more and more as I've just, just begun to do it. And you've been doing it for years and years. But I think to be able to always see it as a strength, it is a strength to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I um, I wrote down a few thoughts about insecurity and the little checkpoints in my mind when I feel when language comes not out of my mouth because I would dare not, but maybe in my journal or maybe to God, it's it's language like if they succeed, then where's my value? If if they move forward, am I getting left behind? Like these are the kind of things I do. Like think we often could ask ourselves some the the lack mindset says if you prosper there won't be enough for me right like it happens constantly we think yeah. it's, that's what, why we withhold generosity and that's what we're really talking yeah. about here if you're celebrated i'm going to feel worthless wow <laughs> promoted i don't have a place um if you find new influence and a bigger world actually will i still have a place in your life so it's not even where's my place, but where's my place in you, like in your life now and you outgrow me. And these are like questions that I think we do have as we're giving power away and empowering others. But if we really stop and create a culture in our own heart and mind and an identity in Christ Jesus and where our security comes from and that actually on our deathbed we would pray that we have raised and released exactly to their destiny and their greatness and we've done our job could it make our numbers our immediate numbers look and feel different possibly but could we have a legacy rather than just a crowd then I think yes love that I love that. Yeah, it's so true. I think that um, so many times we, we though all of, all of what you just said, we question it. Do, am I unworthy? Am, and does it make me unsuccessful? Will I be left behind? I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I have even felt for myself is um, will I be left behind? And in so much of my role, it actually requires me to be um, even back end, even though I do do so much people. And so I'm a person that I am great at administration, but I actually get fed off of being around so much like people. And so sometimes in my role, I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm, I'm back here. And, but then there's this person that's taking this forward and this forward and this forward, but then to see the fruit of what actually happens when the people you've trained, raised and released and the fruit that they are producing in other people. And for them to come back to me and say, I met with this person and this is what happened. Or I had this phone call and this family was set free or I led this small group and even just to hear all of that it makes it makes everything worth it and so I think to always remember um, that there's always a place there's always a place a unique place for you in God's kingdom is um, it's really key to realize that and there's nothing um, you bring something so unique to the kingdom that nobody else brings I love that because it's where, as I say, there are those three stages for us. It's that we recognize something on someone, Mm. you know, coach it, raise it up in them, release them into it. 
uh, ultimately we're only God's vessels. He is, he is, exactly. he is our, he is our, um, he is our Lord. He is guiding and leading us, but he will use people to champion them while they live on earth. And so it does every time you are raised and released, it actually gives me as your um, leader, pastor, friend, um, uh, influence in your life, the chance to reinvent myself and help me find different ways of, for me right now, mother to teenagers it's just yeah. margin and I'm pouring in in different ways mm. and I'm moving into a grace zone season because mm. they're carrying at different levels and so you can't ever lose from pouring courage and empowering other people so That's so Lauren as we close out this our podcast to those that would listen now or in the future wherever this lands if you could give the listeners permission for something in terms of this conversation, a permission slip. I give you permission this week to <laughs> say to them. Um, you know what? I would say really, I like, I give you permission to uh, keep your wonder, to keep your wonder around everything. I think so many times um, life becomes mundane. I think that we end up just, it, it becomes a task list of things that we need to do. And I think especially um, even in empowering somebody, even in raising somebody else, even in pouring courage into somebody else, would you keep the wonder in it? Would you see God's, it's a, we make a joke of where's Waldo, where's God in it? Where is he in it? Where is he in your daily life? Where is he when you're in transit to school? Where is he when you're in your workplace and with your employees? Where is he when you're in your classrooms? I think that to just really recognize that there's always wonder to be found. And so that would be my, my permission slip moment. <laughs> you do. You find it in so many people and places. So yeah. thank you for being on today. It's absolutely my um, pleasure. My pleasure. This. And um, to all those people listening, this is exactly what Gather is all about, just championing the voices of women all across our nation and beyond. And so it's an honour for us today as well. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope that episode really spoke to you in some way. There was some take home for you or really that the Lord would put on your heart someone or some some people that you could start to empower or encourage or give grace to. There were so many great take-homes, even for me, as I interviewed her and then re-listened to it again. I love those moments where we were talking about not saying no on behalf of someone who you're not sure if they either have what it takes or have the time, and but don't say no. Don't be such a nurturer as a woman that you say no on behalf of an opportunity someone may just rise up to. And then Lauren's whole uh, giving permission away to you was to keep the wonder those aha moments where you can actually say, Holy Spirit, 
would you let me see this woman or this young person or this um, husband or this friend, how you see them with eyes full of wonder, eyes full of potential, eyes full of an invitation to grow and evolve and change and to keep the wonder around that. So I'm really believing that you would take this word and let it impact every arena of your life where you are influencing you have real voice you have bold words and you are doing this with a whole heart so thank you for being part of her influence podcast thank you once again to our sponsor mercy canada don't forget to make some reviews on this share this on every social media platform that you have and we are really looking forward to staying engaged with you on this journey. We love you. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence podcast. We'd love you to share this episode to encourage a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more on the Gather Women movement, visit gatherwomen.com. For free resources, circles, and events in your area, better yet, grab your girlfriends and register to join us live at the Gather Rise Conference, October 25th and 26th in Oakville, so we can meet you. A special thanks to our sponsor, Mercy Canada, restoring hope, transforming lives. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.